0: T.R.U. Trees are you. Take a deep breath.
1: Let's go. Hello Hi. and welcome to The Narrativist. Episode 3. And this month we are looking at clean air. Obviously a hot topic right now uh, and a big issue. Uh, but as ever we want to focus on the personal responses and choices that people have made or can make. Uh, So with that, we've got a great audio play from Alex McHeath called Off the Grid, which looks at some of the decisions, the
2: difficult decisions we might have to make about our green spaces in the future if we don't act sooner.
1: But just before that, we're going to be hearing from Ian and Mona from May Project Gardens. May
2: Project Garden was founded in 2007 by Ian based on permaculture principles practiced by his friend Randy. Initially intended to commemorate his mother, who'd passed away at the time, it soon became a community project with music, cooking and gardening to connect people back to plants and nature. Ian was joined by Zara and Mona, and in the 10 years since then, they've branched out into community projects around London, picked up awards, started a radio show and worked with businesses to bring greener practices to urban life. Here we
0: go. Plant more trees so that we can breathe, Plant more trees so that we can breathe, plot more trees so that we can breathe. Cut down the trees, there's no more UMB, so me, so more trees so that we can breathe, plot the no more, more, so more trees so that we can breathe. Yeah, so welcome to May Project Gardens, first and foremost, thank you for a fantastic interview, or interview to be had, whatever the case may be. Um, I'm going to take you through a quick tour of the garden. Um, the crucial thing about the garden is that it's des- it was designed using permaculture. Permaculture is a designed principle that works in harmony with the land or harmony with nature as opposed to against it. So, here we are. Um, we're um, at May Project Garden mm-hmm.
1: uh, here with Ian. Or should we? Would you rather be in or KMT? either or?
0: I mean, they both have uh, both. They have both have roles, so <laughs> yeah. Ian or KMT is fine. Like, or use both. You know. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That's nice. So cool. Uh,
1: so Ian slash KMT, yeah. the freedom teacher, and um, Mona. Oh, no. um, uh, do you have a no name? alter ego? Really, just, she no.
3: does uh, have one. just the one. She does. just <laughs> the one is enough. She does have
0: one. She <laughs> does like to reveal it. <laughs> uh, he,
3: um. Ian likes to... Ian like, So, um, there is a phrase in Farsi called the, the Zabuntis, which means sharp tongue, which is what my mum used to call me whenever I was quite sort of, I don't know, quick with my comebacks. And so Ian calls me Zabuntis, but I don't think it has any meaning oh, for nice. anybody <laughs> else. So. I think it's a great radio name, personally. Yeah. Try, I, think. I think you just stick with that one. Yeah. Thank I you
1: very much. Try, like, that into the L-C-T-K. Yeah.
0: Actually, Mona is also the strategic director of the May project Gardens, and there's another director called Syrah as okay. well, who's the education director, so there's three of us that are directors of the project.
1: Okay, yeah. So, where did it begin? How did you, why did you think that this is something that the community needed, sort of thing? Well, I suppose
0: it started from my own personal need, really. Um, I was talking about the fact that when the gentleman came called Randy, he was here, started it off, and then he left you know he was there for quite a period of time and kind of you know set up the project and actually he left and so i was left with this massive void of skills knowledge information passion and i was just like well how on earth is this going to continue so prior to that it was really about me just kind of understanding that the garden really allowed me to be much more balanced this is your own personal backyard? Yeah, yeah. It was very much about the balance. It it allowed me to kind of find a alternative way to bring people into a space of community, create a sense of community. It allowed, I suppose it allowed all the things that I was doing in music to happen in a different space, you know, so networking, socialising, having fun, uh, you know, expression of art. You know, all these things kind of always happened, but it just happened in a much more kind of um, softer form, like much more, I think with the music industry, it's always led by people, human beings, who's, and it's led by the individual, their egos, whatever. But whereas nature, when you're in nature, it, it doesn't get led by anything but nature. Nature kind of dictates what needs to be done. And actually, so that means that there's a different, there's a different interaction with the environment. Mm-hmm. I think compared to something like farming or agriculture, where, you know, we just kind of make food for the purpose of our eating without any realising the consequences. This is really about actually kind of observing and looking at the land and saying, OK, well, what needs to be done, you know, and kind of getting more in tune to that. And so for me, that was kind of how it started. And the need was really, uh, I suppose, it's a sense of healing for me. Like, it was a very much, my mum passed away in 2005, her name was Sonia May. So, the the process of having Randy and all these activities taking place, it really enabled, made me realise actually this is a really safe space, it's a really healing space, it's a really good way to kind of feel, get recover in mm. some senses. I've never kind of really said that before, but actually that's probably what was happening, it was a sense of recovery. I was mm. grieving, I was kind of, you know because um, it was actually
3: your it was actually from your mum's home that she that it started right yeah this is
0: the p- place where she she we lived for many years and so to have a space or something that kind of continued her name but also replacing the negative so basically she was i was a care for 20 years and it was a lot of, it was quite harsh it was quite it was a very hard time like it was it wasn't my mum was basically made depressive amongst other things and I was caring for her for quite some time. Um, so to actually replace that negativity with something really positive, like people just like, even I heard you guys today, like laughing and chatting in the garden, those things really make me happy because, you know, having those kind of just small elements of joy. One percent water full drinkable on the land. That's it for cash. His as we move forward from the water butts, we have a herb spiral. Now, the herb spiral reflects uh, a creature called a, mo- a mollusk in the garden, which is a snail. And if you look at it from above, the shape actually um, is the same shape as a snail's back. And the crucial thing about this system is two things, there's many more. But the fact that it's designed in a shape it's a great way of utilising the space because it uses up less space because it's got different heights and layers. But also um, the herbs on the top tend to um, grow better in a drier climate to the um, herbs at the bottom which prefer the more wetter climate. And actually gravity pulls it down and actually lower down you have uh, herbs which uh, get more wet or more water. I think as much as we talked about it, we, I don't want to romanticise the difficulty in what we're doing. Like, it's a hard thing to do. The reason why we started off for me setting it up in my homes, because I couldn't afford to do it in other way. But, you know, the blurriness between, on a personal level, between the project and my personal is a difficult one. The difficulty one, again, in terms of the space, particularly this space, not others, is holding space. So what I mean by that is everyone comes with different needs and different things and it doesn't matter who that is. Whoever's here has to manage that. Do you know what I mean? Some people may come with some severe autism or severe disability. Some people may come with a pure ego. It doesn't matter who they are. You have to find a way to manage that and facilitate that. And the reason why I mention that is because a lot of people are like,
3: yeah, I want
0: to set up a project like yours as well. But actually that is a real skill. We're taking a little walk, we're going to the back of the garden, far right corner and um, we are now um, coming to our first pond and the pond was introduced because um, it helps the diversity of the site. Um, One of the ways in which permaculture or a healthy garden measures itself on is the amount of different types of species that's prevalent in the space. So the introduction of the pond means that amphibians, birds, even foxes use it for various different needs and purposes as well. So that's a really good way of actually making a more resilient eco- ecological system as well by introduction of pond, introduction of the pond as well.
3: Given that you know we very much are a nat- you know nature project, but in an urban environment right so we're not running it in a sort of you know rural you know rural countryside outside devon or something Mm. we're very obviously running it in london and actually you have to embrace what that brings um and actually like ian was saying earlier you know if you just walked up to people and said hug a tree or sign a tree petition or whatever it actually just has no meaning and it has no relevance to their lives and we're dealing with urban communities and i personally feel very strongly that actually you know sometimes when you are in these environments of people that are very connected to nature or you know maybe almost have this very sort of hippie tree hugging you know a way of life you can almost get to a point where you start to kind of like this uh you know the urban side you know mm-hmm. like it becomes a little bit like you know putting it down or you know thinking that everybody should be you know growing food you know at the back of their house or whatever and actually a it's not possible but also b you know even you know urban environments also have their appeals you know they're diverse they're dynamic they are creative they are resource-led like people are resilient you know there is a lot there to be celebrated as well and there is a reason that you know we're choosing actually to some degree to still live here and not you know leave the city and go live in the countryside somewhere because there is benefits to both so i think one of our big things has been the merging of that and bringing those two things together and actually you know, seeing them as complementary, as opposed yeah. to like having a friction or a tension, and yeah. so the radio, the, the the art, you know, all of that is the urban side, and then hopefully you can show people a link or a connection between the two, and yeah. that's where the balance comes. It, exactly.
0: In. So you talked about you know biodiversity, like living in the centre of London, like you know, diverse. We we replicate that concept with both sides, with the engagement side, with the urban side, but also nature. Biodiversity exists in nature. You know, if you create monocrops and there's one people or one type of food and it gets destroyed, then it, it doesn't become a resilient system. So what's also unusual, for example, like that key idea, we we've our organisation, we're unusual in London because actually we're pretty about 70% women in this organisation, but also people of colour as well. Um, and that's quite unusual. It shouldn't be because we live in London, but it is It's quite an anonymity in terms of actually what we do. And we kind of express that in both ways. So being resourced there, the fact that it's still in our home, it's still in our home. Although we have five satellite projects, we don't have a massive office. You know, we actually work from various, like sometimes where I work here. We have a small office. We go and work with. Sometimes we go and work in Zyra's place, or we'll go and work in Mona's. So actually, we actually we embody those kind of things, not just in terms of um, the project, but also our lifestyles. You know, the the, the 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 you know the the things we do are kind of lived experiences of the game as well. Um, so yeah, that's very important for us in terms of how we work.
2: How did you bring the music into it on that note?
0: Well. As I said, I, you know, when my background is in music um, as a DJ and I've been into music for quite some time, but I've always been interested in the social political side of music. I'm less interested in the entertainment side of it. I think there's value in it. I'm not knocking anyone who just goes and just has a night out just sure. and gets drunk. That's great. Like, I've done it myself. Like, because I didn't know I was probably diagnosed with dyslexia this was a very good way for me to understand information and issues like listening to music. So a lot of the issues that I would express now, or a lot of issues that I wanted to explore when I was younger came through music for me. And, and that's kind of carried through as a DJ, as a promoter, as an artist, as a, you know, so using the music is what Mona was saying before. Actually, it's a a very good communication. It's, 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 you know, everyone in, who's in like the city to the extent is into some kind of music, whether it's hip hop, rhyme, grime, rock, whatever. It's a, it's a really good way to communicate, to raise awareness, to engage people, to bring people together, to challenge. It's multifaceted. And then I met Zyra um, and then we sat down and I said, look, I really want to create this model, this program called Hip Hop Garden, which was at, as Manu was saying about bringing those two, showing the synergies between the two worlds. And actually also Mama D was very, very pivotal in terms of actually kind of exploring those things and saying, well, look, actually, this is a connection here. This is a connection. This is a connection. So between Zyra spent basically about six months with me just really pinning me down because I'm I'm rubbish at writing. Like, do you know what I mean? So she was like, you've got to write it like this. You know, maybe not that tone of voice, but she kind of was really maybe focused on actually making me be disciplined to actually get my thoughts down and say, this is what it is. And then we ran a crowdfunder, myself and Zara ran a crowdfunder, and that really brought Hip Hop Garden into the mainstream because, you know, we actually won an award from Boris Johnson um, for the Team London Awards for greening and cleaning. Yeah, it was something like
3: innovative work with with young people People. in the city or something. Tell us what what Hip Hop Garden was. Hip Hip
0: Hop Garden was really using the the culture of hip hop, so everyone thinks that hip hop is just a music form, but it's a culture and ultimately the culture exists so the definition is peace love unity and having fun so we use that principle um but also there's elements you know the elements are graffiti um djing beatboxing etc etc um rapping but imagine, in, in my mind because we lived in an urban environment and hip hop's been able to kind of transform its environment but also the individuals of in hip hop is being able to transcend their environments I was like imagine if we could replace these elements with elements of nature what could we do how could we imagine a city so basically so it, it, it's actually interesting now because actually there is a temp element there was five elements but that is a temp element hip-hop and it's health and well-being so there is a movement within the hip-hop movement which is actually about really making hip-hop more green and sustainable and environmental and so I wasn't aware of that, but that's kind of what I wanted to do with Hip Hop Garden, make it much more relevant to the urban environment, particularly young people. like And culturally relevant as well. Like, you know, a lot of this green stuff is all quite deadpan and dry and kind of like, mm. it's like, yeah, come and eat some greens and it just tastes like crap. I'm like, come on, man. Like, even the food's got to taste. It's got to have that kind of pizzazz, like, you know, a bit of, you know, a bit of energy, you know. And also the entrepreneurism, you know, like hip hop. The reason why hip hop's so big is because it actually it's become a business a multi-million dollar business and actually one of the things I'm really keen in is how can we make the mindsets of young people so for example when we did the um, hip-hop gardening in Marcus Lipton we took the young people
3: Marcus Lipton is in Brixton so yeah love like
0: production okay. um, we took the young people out um, to do um, a pop-up cafe and when we were cooking there they weren't really that interested in the food we were cooking they were like nah we're not getting plant-based stuff, nah, 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 nah. but when we showed them that there was an opportunity for them to make money from it, their whole appreciation changed. And so, when they did a pop-up cafe, everyone was involved. It was complete chaos, <laughs> <laughs> but it was great experience because they they were so excited about the possibility of actually cooking this food for their local community and the possibility of making money. So, we're just showing them that you know what, plant-based food, catch with nature, you know, it's possible. And then they'd also did another one where they actually cooked for their community as well. So they cooked curry and rice and they just fed their community. So those are the kind of little things that we do. Um, whoops.
1: Oh, that oh. <laughs> was Ian knocking over his glass. We're going to take a break to clean that up. We're going to come back to May Project Gardens. Ian and Mona shared with us some of their gem ideas for bringing communities into the gardens. But first... We're going to step into the future to where Sophie is facing a difficult choice over her garden in response to clean air initiatives. Enjoy Off The Grid.
4: Finish your run? Nice. Um, no, I think we're fine. Uh, no, sorry, we're not fine. We need milk. I only got a drop left. Sorry, I uh, drowned my shreddies. Can you make sure you get organic? Semi. Cheers, love. Uh, not unless you want some. I'm easy either way. Okay, see you in a bit. Oh, yeah. Hi.
5: Morning. We're uh, here for the garden. Sorry? We're from the council, here to turf the lawn. This is ninety-six Lavenham, isn't it?
4: Yeah, it, it is, yeah. Oh,
5: right, you just haven't got your number on the gates, so. huh? Yeah,
4: we, um, yeah.
5: Mind if we have a look? At what? Your garden. That green bit at the back of the house?
4: <laughs> yeah, I, um, I'm, 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 re- I'm really sorry. I I don't think we opted in.
5: Oh, right. Are uh, you Laura Whiteley?
4: I'm Sophie, I'm her wife.
5: Oh, uh, oh, oh, all right then. Um, oh, yeah, the property's in your name. It,
4: yeah. It's. I'm just not sure that it's it, it's right.
5: We've got you down as an opt-in for garden conversion.
4: Okay, uh, it's just I don't think we actually sent off the application. Ah,
5: uh, did you start it?
4: I, th- I think may- maybe, yeah. Because
5: sometimes if you start it online, the form sends automatically,
4: you know. Oh, that's... Uh...
5: Yeah, they've had some sort of problems with this sort of thing before.
4: Um, look, uh, sorry, did you want to come in? Uh, Laura's going to be back in a minute and maybe she filled out the wrong form. We can
5: wait in the van. It's really
4: fine. Please, come in. Oh, close.
5: thanks. Che, come on. All right, boys. We've been invited in, Che. Yeah, I'll wait here. But it's rude, Che. It's
4: really fine.
5: No, it's not that. He ought to learn, really. I have to judge the van anyway.
6: If he doesn't
4: want to come in. You'd
5: better ask, then.
6: Hi. Hi. Can I plug in the van at your charge
5: points, please?
4: Uh, sure.
5: Thank you. Lies around Archie, like a ghoul. Sorry about
4: that. Uh, no problem. Do you want a cup of tea or anything? Cattle's just boiled. Oh, a
5: cup of tea would be lovely.
4: Milk and sugar?
5: Milk and two, please. Builder's tea. as tea?
4: Uh, right, yeah. Um, sorry about the mix-up. Oh,
5: it's alright. Lots of couples disagree about this.
4: We haven't disagreed. Oh. There's just been a misunderstanding. Oh,
5: a lot of couples have them, and all.
4: Um, we've spoken about it.
5: A misunderstanding then. What about the right size garden for it? Have we? Yeah, you fit the quota in there easy.
4: Uh, sorry, there's a quota. Yeah,
5: depending on the size of the property. Most new-build gardens since 2020 tend to be 15 by 20 feet, so 30 panels minimum.
3: Right. Sometimes
5: we have to put the panels on the roof, only problem there is it can bring down the value of the house. Great. So you're in a good position, really. Sure. that anyone's buying anything these days, anyway. No, right.
4: no, no. Um, milk and sugar, right?
5: Telfast tea, yeah. <laughs> we did call ahead. Sorry? Today. We did call ahead. Whoever it was sounded out of breath.
4: Uh, Laura, yeah, yeah, she was she was on a run. Oh right,
5: that explains it. Jay <laughs> was a bit worried about that. I
4: never, I never know how long to leave the bag in. You okay Oh to, yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: <laughs> Always leave a man to brew his own tea, or a woman, uh, uh, up to her, or, or him, um, anyone really.
4: Right. Uh, that'll be Laura now. Oh right.
5: Um, Hi. I need to use your toilet.
4: Sure, okay, come in. No, it's it's, it's just, just through there.
5: Thank you. Change your mind quick. Yeah, I know, Buzz. coffee run through you, did it? <laughs> Sorry, Buzz. I said that, come. Uh, don't matter. Eh? Jay, Off you pop. Can I leave these here? Oh, yeah, yeah. Thanks for the tea.
4: No problem. Come on a fire. Have a look around the garden. Um, why?
5: Just to see where we can leave the equipment.
4: We're not having the garden turf. Sorry? Um, I just think, I just, I, I want to discuss this with Laura. Oh, of
5: course, yeah, yeah. All the same, I'd like a look. But you're not going to turf it? Maybe not, but uh, I like a good garden. <laughs>
4: <sighs> Fine. Yeah, sure. The
5: council have uh, already marked this property off as an energy independent, just so you know.
4: But we're still on the grid, aren't
5: we? Oh, yeah, yeah don't worry. It takes about six months for you to build up a store, so they uh, keep you on the grid till then.
4: Oh.
5: Huh. So all times, quite clever.
4: I, I thought turfers were private.
5: Yeah, you get a few of them now. Cheers. Yeah, you can go private, but it's not so regular. And you have to register as self-employed. It's a palaver. I prefer to have a safety net, know what I mean?
4: And mm. uh, so have you always been in gardens? Um,
5: um, no, no, no. Uh, no. I, I was in the municipal spaces in the beginning.
4: The parks?
5: Uh, for years, uh,
4: yeah. W- which ones?
5: You name it. Uh, Hyde Park, uh, Primrose Hill, Battersea Common, the big ones.
4: Took them all up?
5: Not my own, <laughs> but yeah. Turfed them, got the panels in, bish done. You seen them, I'm guessing?
4: Yeah. I don't know why we call them parks anymore.
5: Don't need grass to be a park.
4: What about a garden?
5: If this is going to work, you've got to have the infrastructure bang on. And that's why the government want their hand in. As long as they're happy to pay for it, I'm happy to work for them. Plus there's a tax break because of Che, so they get to pat themselves on the back.
4: So, he's an apprentice?
5: Well, he was. He knows how the panels work better than me now. Isn't that right, Che? Sorry, boss? The solar panels. You can take them apart and put them back together with your eyes closed. Sure thing. Now, boss. Jesus, no, Che. You're all right. Sure. We're going to get started soon, Sean. No. No. Not yet, Che. I'm going to wait in the bin. All right, Che. Thank you.
4: Oh, that's fine. Um, do, do you want a cup of tea?
6: No, thank you. Uh, Do you have coffee?
4: Oh, no, sorry. We gave up. Not in this house, I'm afraid.
5: Oh, I'm fine then. Hey. Cool. He's got his flask of mint tea in the van, haven't you Che? Huh? Uh, yeah, in the van. (laughs) Can't get him to drink English. Longing for the homeland is Che. Terrible mess, if you ask me. Che? Oh, no, no, he's alright. I meant the, the homeland.
4: Um. Oh,
5: hi. Hello. Uh,
4: uh, love? Hi, love. Hi. He's from the council. Oh. This, so is. Oh, hi.
5: Uh, hello, Sean. Hi, Laura. Yes, oh. uh, we uh, spoke on the phone earlier. You were running.
4: Oh, yeah, Jesus, yeah. Oh, sorry, I was at the uh, ten mile mark.
5: Oh, I couldn't stop. I'd have never start again. I did. Uh, I did a marathon. Well, a half marathon years uh, back?
4: Oh uh, really? Do you still run? No,
5: no, no. That's the attack. All
4: right. PB.
5: Half. Uh, two hours, Tim.
4: Oh, nice. And you? One forty. Piss off. That's quick. Hello. Sorry, um, Sean. Can we just? Um... Oh
5: right. We're here to do the lawn conversion.
4: Oh, today, yes. Yeah. Can we have a chat, babe? Yeah, sure. Sorry, Sean. Could
5: Oh, no worries.
4: Do you mind if I have a look around the inner lawn? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) fine. Hey. Hey. Oh, I forgot milk. Sorry, but I got eggs. So, uh, they've come to turf up the garden? Yeah, and install all the panels. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. How do you want to be on? What? for eggs I didn't ask for eggs okay I just mean I, I don't want eggs alright
3: I just say I'm fine then
4: these guys are turfers I know did you opt in yeah i not Jesus Christ Laura I thought we spoke about this <laughs> yeah, we did yeah yeah so what's up we spoke about it we didn't agree on it but what we finished talking about uh, it that's not the same as agreeing on it I thought you wanted to you said that you agreed that in principle yeah I know well so do I. So what's the problem? I said I agreed on principle, but the actual decision was really difficult. I don't think you remember half the conversation. I didn't say had. I wanted this. You did. I'm having eggs. Laura, this is a big deal. This is our garden. Did you hear what you just it's said? It's important. It's just a bit of grass, over How can you not care? How do you want yours? I don't <laughs> want eggs. I've got... A Look, we never use it. You never even looked at it until you quit. Okay, thanks for bringing that up. Oh, you quit. You weren't sad. I'm still not working, am I? Look, I'm not taking the flak once again. It was your decision to join the charity, and it was the right this one. This wasn't my decision, though, was it? Sophie, we've discussed this. My granddad planted that elm. You've never mentioned that before. Well, he did. In 16 years? You've never told me that. I watched him do it. When we talked about this before, You did not mention that. I was eight years old and I stood there and I watched him plant that tree. It was smaller than me and now, look at it. It's a tree, Sophie. It's his tree and we're about to let that bloke rip it up and stick it in a greenhouse. It won't even be in soil. You campaigned for them, Sophie. I was a student, I campaigned for everything. Well, you wanted the Clean Air Initiative and now it's here, so there. So there. Yeah, and you know, you don't even really care about that. You've gone behind my back and you've signed off on it. This is what collective responsibility looks like. You should know. On about it it looks actually... like Sean does it. Hi, oh,
5: there. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Me and Jay are on a bit of a tight schedule. Oh,
4: sorry to hold you up. I think we're still discussing. Righto. We're still discussing. He's not a waiter. What? What do you want me to tell him? Laura, you don't care about this. I know you don't. You only started caring when those photos of those kids came out. Yeah, of course I did. But kids were dying from air pollution for ages before then. The only difference is the ones in the photos were from Notting Hill. Why does that matter? Because no one did anything when it was the ones in Hackney, or Dagenham, or Enfield, or all the the old people all over the country. So you've got a problem because people have joined your side. No, but they haven't. That video of that girl on her bike went viral like that. Because she couldn't breathe. Because she was from Hampstead. This is really confused. People sat up when it was a rich white kid, Greenhousing just makes people feel better. It is not the solution. So have you got something better just then? tell me why you're so keen. Because it's not fair. No, right? this isn't fair. Look, you've always had something needs to be done. They did it! They've taken out the parks, the city's pedestrianised, because we push for that. Diesel's gone and we recycle, we, we, we compost. It's not enough. So what, they... so now your guilt complex means I have to turn my house into a <gasps> machine? They weren't my kids. I didn't kill them. There are posters all over the tube of kids who need your help. They're on the street, they need a kidney, and you never did anything then, did you? Well, I'm doing something now. And what about ours? I oh, what? Alright. Have you, um, uh, something that Give yourself You'll have to talk to safety. I am having a shower. Right, you are. What, so that's it? Yeah, it is for me, yeah. You've got your eggs!
5: Nice nice herb patch out there. What? Your little uh, herb garden. They're weeds. Oh. Very
4: minty looking weeds.
5: I've seen this a hundred times. People like their garden.
4: Yeah, they do.
5: But you know, we voted this lot in. It's so our fault as much as theirs. Sorry, I don't know if you voted them in. I did. I thought you might have.
4: So but what happens now? Like, what would actually
5: happen? Okay, well, me and Shay turf the grass and load it up in the van. Then we bring out the panels, fix them into the ground and connect them to your mains.
4: That sounds... Yeah, kind of... it's
5: fairly simple, really. Yeah. Same thing as the parks. It's got to be quick so we can get over to the greenhouse same day.
4: But they're 24-hour access, aren't
5: they? Oh, they are, yeah. But uh, me and Shay don't work 24 hours. Yeah, <laughs> And we shore up the fences so you keep your privacy.
4: What about the trees?
5: Well, uh, we take the ones with living roots, the healthy ones, and we move them to one of the greenhouses. Your local
4: one will be Hackney. Yeah, I've seen it.
5: Yeah, it's a big one, right? The whole thing takes about a day if we get started now, and you stay connected to the grid, like I said. So if we don't get what finished, about the elm? That one out there. Yeah got rot. What? I took a look at it when I was outside. It's quite far advanced. If you look round the back of it, the bark's pretty much gone. I can show you if you How want. do you know? I know trees.
4: What, so what what will happen to it? When we turf it? If you turf it.
5: Well, if they're not healthy, they go to compost. We don't chip them or anything like that. I
4: can't you just keep it here?
5: When we turf if, it. If, if we turf it, no, it's... Policy, just
4: following orders, are you?
5: It's not got long anyway, looking at it. Sorry to say. But well, if it's
4: not got long, then it wouldn't hurt to leave it here, would it?
5: Listen, I would, but if it stays after we lay the panels, it'll die very quickly because we'll have to go through the roots, and then you'll have a hell of a job getting it out. My,
4: my granddad planted that tree. I know. Oh, you were you were listening?
5: No. I just heard. So
4: you probably heard what I think about this. I didn't
5: hear everything.
4: He was a proper gardener.
5: Your granddad, wasn't he?
4: Yeah, he was. Not one of those, not many of those around anymore, are there?
5: I well, suppose so, no.
4: Thanks to your lot.
5: Don't be chain.
4: Go for it. Well, I
5: mean, what do you do? Drink the old radiator? Sorry, boss. You need another pee? Oh, No. Forgot my keys. it been sitting out by the bed, eh? Cigarette. What if I told you Shane? Those things will kill you, you know? Hi.
1: Hi. I mean it. It's
5: poison. I'm stopping, Sean. I promise. I bought you those patches. What happened to them? I don't know. How? Wh- you wax your legs with them? What? No. I got you six months' worth. You don't just lick them and chuck them away, you know? I didn't lick them. How would you get through them all so quick, then? I don't know, Sean. I'll have to get you some more, won't I? I'll buy them. Make sure you do. I do not want the van smelling like an ashtray. Sorry. It doesn't bother me. Thanks.
4: Are you sure you don't want some tea?
6: No. Thank you.
4: It's nice. The garden?
5: Yeah. It's good.
4: Well, yeah. Thank you.
5: Jay likes a good lawn, don't you, Hmm. When we get the end started, boss. your guess is as good as mine, mate. I guess I'll let you know, Shay. oh we can have a listen to his tapes now and can get nothing.
4: What's he into? He's
5: learning English, not going very well. He always dozes off. Where's he from Ukraine
4: oh oh right
5: yeah, yeah. Doesn't talk about it much.
4: Uh, of course, it just, does he have family out there?
5: He doesn't talk about it.
4: Yeah, sure.
5: Look, Sophie. Sean. I'm not supposed to say this. I mean, I'm guessing you read the news. I read the Guardian. Yeah, of course you do. Anyway, it's going to be mandatory soon. Turfing. The installation, the whole shebang. Every house in the country. But they can't do that. They're expanding the greenhouses, you see. Why? Because it's working. The air in London's cleaner now than it has been in the last 30 years. I know. I I read that yesterday. But
4: I'm not saying that it's not great. Those
5: NO2 levels were appalling. (sighs) I mean, you can't tell because it's invisible. I understand that. So they're building
4: more nationwide, all over. But it's not just because of the greenhouses, is it? I don't know about that. Well, I work for Healthy Air and I can tell you, an air pollution awareness charity. Oh, right. Yeah, there's more to it than greenhousing. Either way,
5: every house is going to be off the grid in the next few years. It's like going analogue to digital on the telly. What's analogue? Oh, it was when we had five channels instead of hundreds. And you'd have to wiggle the satellite around to get a good signal or bash the set. Not like today, of course.
4: We don't have a TV.
5: I'm not trying to push you, but you don't seem like the kind of girl who likes being left behind.
4: That means we don't have to do it now. Well, I mean. If it's going to happen anyway.
5: When it's mandatory, they'll start outsourcing. The privates are going to explode, and then you'll get every Tom, Dick, and Harry turfing. But me and Shay, we'll do you a good job today.
4: So I can have my garden shredded now instead of a couple of years. Look, once
5: something's compulsory, you don't have to be good at it anymore. You just have to do it. But you
4: don't, do you? You chose it. Nobody forced
5: you. I started. I'm only trying to do you a favour.
4: No, I'm doing you a favour. Because if it weren't, if, if we do it today, it's good for you, right? Another job under your belt. We're not
5: paid by commission. It's a regular salary. Oh, that must be great for you. Yeah, makes a change. Just
4: don't tell me you're doing this out the goodness of your own heart or something.
5: Well, your wife seems fairly sold on the idea. Perhaps I'll wait to have a chat with her.
4: Why'd you call him Che? What? Your colleague, why'd you call him Che? Che's his name. But it's... Not his name, is it? He's called Che. I saw on his lanyard. His name is Yaroslav Pomakov.
5: Ponomarenko, yeah, that's his name. So? So we call him Che.
4: After what? Che Guevara?
5: Yeah. Why? Because Yaroslav Ponomarenko is a bit of a mouthful.
4: He is Ukrainian, isn't he? He was. Why are you calling a Ukrainian after an Argentinian freedom fighter? that's
5: what he was, wasn't he? He was in the army. He was in amongst it. A Ukrainian Che Guevara. Oh. That's where we got Che from. And he looks a bit like him, you know, with the beard.
4: Would you mind not calling him that? Sorry? While you're here. If you want. Just, given what he's been through... You don't know what he's been through? I just think he deserves his name. He quite likes Che. Have you asked him that? It's your own. Yeah, it is. It's my garden too.
5: Well, if I have a drop of water. Of course, yeah. Sean, the panels are ready. You just leave the front door open, did you? Someone going to come in here. I can see from the van. You, uh, you want some water? I'm fine. No, sorry, I was talking to uh, him. Fine, thanks, Sean. Right, you stay here. I'm going to give the council a ring. Are we getting started soon, Sean? God knows. Have a chat with her. Improve your English.
6: want your garden taken.
4: Finally, thank you.
6: <laughs> I would want to keep it too.
4: Tell that your boss. Mm. Are, you, are you sure I can't get you anything?
6: I have my flask. I
4: am t- tea.
6: Yeah, yeah. Can I sit here?
4: Yeah? Uh, sure. Yeah.
6: <laughs> Don't worry. Sean's good
4: at this. Yeah, I can see he loves it. He's taught
6: me a lot.
4: How long have you been doing this?
6: I've worked with him seven years. Wow.
4: And, and how long have you been here?
6: Seven years.
4: Right. So so this is what you, you wanted to be?
6: A tour for? Yeah. No. <laughs> God, no. <laughs> uh, I do it because Sean does it. But he doesn't love it. I think he wishes he was a gardener, still.
4: Wait, Sean's a gardener?
6: He worked in the parks, you know, before they were taken up.
4: Oh.
6: He went for a job in the greenhouse, but they don't want to make the greenhouses look good, Mm. you know? They just put the plants there. He wouldn't have liked it. I think.
4: H- have, you, have you seen the side?
6: We take the grass there and the trees, the smaller ones, you know? What's it like? Inside the greenhouse. Mm. It's like an office, <laughs> huge office, like in a bank or yeah, whatever, but it's all green it's strange. It sounds <laughs> horrible. Yeah, yeah, it is horrible. Sean hates it too.
4: You, you could stop if 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 you don't want to do it.
6: I can't leave. We're a team. Me and Sean. When I started living with him, he sorted me this job. So I owe him a lot.
4: Wait, wait. You, you and Sean are. What? I, I, I just. Are you like.
6: Oh. <laughs> oh no, no. <laughs> no not not like that. Sure, I
4: was, was going to say. So 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 you lived with him with him oh.
6: and Karen, his wife, <laughs> okay. for a couple of years <clears throat> after I arrived. I actually stayed in his son's room, Leo's room.
4: It must have been a squeeze. A squeeze? With the, with the two of you like, sharing a room? Oh,
6: no. He wasn't there.
4: Wait, had he moved out?
6: No, he's, uh, he, um, no.
4: Oh, um, uh, I...
6: Don't worry. <sighs> they told me about it. Sean is okay about it now.
4: That, that's, that's awful. Like how?
6: He had a lung disease. Emphysema, it's called. They thought it was asthma for a long time, but Mm. complications. Have you heard of it?
4: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. How old was he?
6: Eight, I think. (sighs) Ten years ago. So, eight. He's a good guy, Sean. Have they
4: got me started? What? On the garden. Um, no, uh, sorry. chi chi chay this is my wife, Laura. Hi. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Um, are you guys getting telephone?
6: Uh, <laughs> I don't know.
4: Uh, look, can I just explain why I don't want to do this today? Go for it. When, when they took out the parks... I got it. I, I really did, but this... This is our garden. Yeah, you keep saying that. Because it is. And this is a decision that we took together. No, we didn't. And you forgot, because... Because we, what? No. If, you, if we decided this together, you'd understand. But, love, if you want me to slip my wrists over some It's rats. going. All the green is going. You can't even get it into the greenhouses. You can see them, but that's not the same, right, Jay?
6: Uh. I don't
4: know. I d- I don't I d- I don't want solar panels for a garden. Not right now. I I want I want grass and I want the trees just, just a tiny oh, bit longer. Why does this matter at all? Because I want our children to be able to play there. On the grass. I I I want them to be able to eat the soil and and then tell them off. Um I want them to be able to dig holes and, and find a coin and show it to us like it's worth more than anything in the whole world. And I want to try to get grass stains out of their clothes and I want, them, I want them to have a garden, even if it's just only for like a couple of years because, because we don't have much left to share with them. And I want our garden to be something that they can remember, not just not just imagine. That, that's why. You're not, you're, not, you're not saying anything.
6: I think... Uh, Sean might need me.
4: Um... Laura, what's, what's going on? Um... Uh, oh. Uh, I don't think you want it. Uh, I didn't know. Wait, what do you mean? It's, I just mean, oh, I guess, I guess it just doesn't mean that much to me. It's just given everything that's going on, you know, I, why would you want uh, the, to the garden, right, you mean the garden. Well, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I want it like that. Like you do. You, you mean the garden?
5: Right. Hi, hello. I've uh, had a world with the higher-ups and they're happy to delay this until you've had a proper chat about it. So you're still on the list, but you'll have to give the council a ring to arrange another time. Good news is, we don't have to do it today. So, there you go. Right.
4: Thanks, Sean.
5: And look, I can't guarantee this, but if you ask for Sean and uh, for us to, they'll probably send us back to you. Oh, okay. Just because we're doing quite a few houses on Lavenham and the street's over, so we can drop in before we move on to the next
4: borough. Thank you.
5: And uh, I've looked after that elm over there. What do you mean? I know I said it didn't look good, and it doesn't, to be honest. But I know a few people who could probably treat it. Might be able to get it a spot in the greenhouse. Really? Ah, yeah, I reckon. I know some people working admissions. Not central. Dagenham, mm. maybe. East. Yeah, you probably wouldn't get a central one, now, but uh, we try and find it at home, will you? I think so. Oh, uh, I mean, uh, sorry, Sophie. Thoughts of habit. Thank you,
4: Sean. <laughs> we'll mention you. Uh, sorry about today. I think we just need a uh, Sean. bit more time. Yeah? You can get started now. Dorfing? Yeah. Dig it up. Okay. Sophie, we can talk about uh, it. You're on a tight schedule and we've held you up enough.
5: Can we put our stuff on the patio? Yeah, I've had a word,
4: Shay. Can you just get started, um please?
5: Well, you heard the woman, Shay. Start unloading. I'll uh I'll give the council a call, tell them we're on.
4: Great, thanks. Sophie, you don't have to do this. It's gonna be mandatory soon, so why wait, right? But there's no need to rush. It's the right decision. You said you can save the L Yeah, well. Sophie, I I do care about the garden. And I do, yeah you, know, you just scrambled. Me... What? I changed my mind. How do you mean? I want scrambled eggs, like you had, please. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I just thought that we could- We could what? Talk. I'm hungry, I haven't had breakfast. Okay, fine,
5: sure. Scrambled eggs. Coming up. Thanks. We're all set. Tell you what, they don't like chopping and changing the council. Yeah? Yeah, took an earful there. Right, now it can be a bit noisy, so I don't know if you want to- the world with number 98 uh, or, or we can let them know. No,
4: I'll do it. They're noisy what? enough, aren't they, Laura? What? Oh, uh yeah. They've got toddlers. Up all hours.
5: Oh, right. bet they're lively. They're a
4: nightmare. Do you want another tea, Sean?
5: That'd be lovely. find well, out, Shay. It's not your house.
0: Planting little seeds every day, watching the world just change. Planting little seeds every day, watching the world just change. Um, We're now entering into the forest garden, which is a self-sustaining system, um, which again replicates a a, a system that you would see in a forest, in the Amazon, wherever you see a lot of trees as well. And the idea is that we're trying to create a sustainable system, self-sustaining system. And you have a ground cover um, you have a mid cover and then a canopy and that's what's been forged here formed here Um, the crucial thing about this is that it's this kind of 80 20% concept where you put in 80% of the work by developing the forest garden but in a couple of years three to four years maybe up to five years you should get the complete opposite you'll get 80% produce and harvest and yield and 20% of the work and actually it is getting that way as well. And I've just discovered we have an orchard, which I've, is a yeah. new thing as well, I didn't know. If you have five trees, you, you, you're officially considered an orchard. So we've got four in the forest garden, got one in the, the far side, and we've got one that's already here, so we've got six trees in total in this space. So we have an orchard as well, which I'm really chuffed about. Going past the forest garden, we just have our...
1: Last week, you had gone to the launch of a tree charter, is That's that right? As
0: well, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so the basically Woodland Trust have been kind of just um, a centenary celebration of the rights of the tree charter, just basically reinforcing those and re, re kind of reimagining them, re, re bringing bring them back to life. And so we were part of that in terms of actually delivering some workshops. We have got a small amount of funding from them, but um, also we were at the the final presentation of the the, the actual tree charter itself and all the signatures that came to okay. support the tree charter.
1: And just run by very quickly what exactly is in the tree charter?
0: It's, it's like a declaration of rights mm-hmm. um, within that it just basically just embodies the protection of trees um, encourage people to actually plant trees and so they've been doing a year of activities um, up and down the country to um, celebrate the importance of trees and as a result
3: to get people to sign the charter. So what nice. they gave community projects funding for this summer in particular was any activities that raise awareness of trees um, or engage the public in knowledge of trees okay yeah. <laughs> so they just gave away sort of small little pots of money to I th- I'm guessing quite a lot of community projects if you applied um, to do something that would bring that to life and so what we we did was um, we did a series of apple pressing days in the local borough over the summer with kids and families so you know they would come and pick apples make fresh apple juice press it themselves yeah and then obviously in the process they realized that apples come from trees so trees Great. have a purpose that actually might have a relevance to your life because you're eating from them I think the food Feetalism. is definitely a really big one because yeah. actually they really do like food and yeah. want yeah. food and need food so actually so food, is cool. prob- food is probably the the way in. So when we first Everybody started working. That, right? Yeah, exactly. When we first started working at the Youth Club in Loughborough Junction, initially the people that booked us to do the work wanted us to get the young people into in the garden. growing and gardening. Like that was kind of their remit, that was their mission. And um, Zyra and Ian kind of went in there at the time. And we're a bit like, yeah, that's not going to happen. We're not going to be able to walk in on day one and get these inner city kids out onto the growing beds. So essentially, actually, they did quite a few weeks of just doing cooking, just feeding them. Yeah. And then showing them that the food they'd eaten had come from the growing beds or whatever. So I think it was about, you know, that definitely does it. The same happened in Mitchum with the kids we were cooking with over the summer. Um, they were doing cooking sessions every week and then slowly, like being taken out back to be shown that actually the food was growing out back and they could pick it and they could select the vegetable they wanted to put into the food and they could see the outcome and quite a few parents came and said to us my kid has never eaten vegetables vegetables." and now they come home and tell me oh my god sarah made this with me or like she know like because she made the food exciting and then afterwards was like oh you know that was all vegetables pretty much you know or whatever so she would even do quite funky things like you know make like kale chips and whatever Mm -hmm. you know so then parents were coming and saying to us my kid now comes home and says oh but sarah made this today so can we make salad or whatever that's like the
1: holy grail yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) it is you know that's Um, gonna be so rewarding isn't it
0: and and i think you know in terms of actually us as an organization i think i i think and i we talk about we've talked about the synergy but also the tension because it takes time it's not a thing that you can just go into a project and go this is the bespoke model tick a box and that's it for us we really spend time getting to know people and i think that kind of principle that's another gem you were talking about earlier i think that's something that's from the garden to all our work we don't go into spaces and go this is what's going to happen we try to find out what where the, the opportunity lies and then we we work as we described love Luff, junction and Mitcham. we don't just go and go and same with Southwark. We didn't just go and grow food. We actually saw as well as growing food. It's it's really great, but it's also a difficulty because when you're trying to get funding, for example, stuff like that, people want to see outputs and results,
1: mm.
0: result-based projects. And actually, again, they don't account for how much time spent interacting with people, having conversations that needed to do that. And I think this is one of the things that we really do in our own different ways, All of us have different skill sets, but we're really about people Hmm. at the forefront of what we do. We don't put profit before people. We put people. But it does take time. You know, when you have put people in the front of any organization, it takes time to get there because actually people have their issues. We have our issues. And I do find that there is this kind of blanket philosophy in the environmental movement that, you know, we're just going to achieve this, we're going to achieve that, but not looking at the relationships that's been built and cultivated to achieve that. And we don't do that.
2: They're communal activities as well, aren't they? Eating music, you do these things together and it's about taking that spirit into the garden, but you have to start with the community first.
3: Yeah, they're age old kind of, you know, um, age old things that go go across pretty much any culture, Culture. any country, whatever, music, food. And, you know, in terms of permaculture you know the garden is built on permaculture principles like Ian was saying but actually you know one of the main you know one of the aspects of permaculture is people care like they talk about earth care fair share and people care I think a lot of people actually we definitely have a split I'd say people that are attracted to our project very much because of the nature side who are craving to do gardening or whatever and then you definitely have people that are more attracted to it because of the sort of people care side
0: mind your head and then you well done. You've got good flu reflexes. <laughs> I forgot, I didn't mention one One really nice feature which we didn't look into earlier, yeah. which is our oven. Again, many different um, reasons why I really like this project. The main reason was this, is that it took a lot of people to do it, like actually complete this. So this was done over a period of a couple of weeks with a lot of people from the different community and the base of it a cob oven is actually waste material so the base of it is actually like tvs tin cans (laughs) tires you know to form a structure and i mentioned waste earlier i think this is really exciting as a possibility to create structures um, that use waste in an efficient way and it doesn't leach because it's clay as well so we also live in a clay basin uh we live in a clay basin so actually you know literally we've dug our soil I dug our garden up, and we managed to get clay from it, straw, water, and this basically used to to cook pizzas, bread, all that kind of stuff as well. And I think that is about it. Well,
1: that's uh, all we've got time for this month. I hope you've enjoyed uh, listening to everything that we've brought you. If you want to hear more uh, about what Ian and moan have been up to with May Project Gardens, uh, head over to mayproject.org. Also, if you want to support them, please do download the EP from which uh, the song you were hearing is from. It's called Fear of a Green Planet, and you can buy it on Bandcamp from KMT Freedom Teacher. Off the Grid was written by Alex
2: McKeith and directed by Andre Banerjee. Sophie was played by Charlotte Hamblin, Sean by Chris Bourne, Shay by Luke Sumner, and Laura by Laura Jane Ayres. Please remember to like and subscribe to the podcast. Don't forget, we operate an open submissions policy for plays, interviewees, any suggestions. Please, please get in touch. All the information on that can be found on our website, www.thenarrativist.com, and at our Twitter account, at The That's all from us this month. We'll be back with episode four. Thanks very much. Take care for now. Bye. Bye.